0: Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns led off week 17 with the W more on that game, more on what Joe Flacco is doing with those Cleveland Browns and making picks for week 17 right now. NFL analyst, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Appreciate all the everydayers subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere. You get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates. You want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Joe Flacco comeback player of the year, Matt MVP conversation, Joe Flacco. Uh, putting up what nearly 300 yards in the first half and, and didn't need to do anything really in the second half three more touchdown passes 309 passing yards for Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns who roll to a 37-20 victory over the New York Jets and congratulations to those Cleveland Browns locking in a playoff spot in 2023 and January of 2024.
1: Yeah. And congrats to that fan base. I mean, I was part of it for a year. They are loyal fans that have had it really rough and they should be super excited about a former division rival, Joe Flacco. And place was going crazy on prime time, pretty cool stuff, but five turnovers in this game, three by the Browns. I mean, the jets had about four minutes more time of possession. Brees hall might've been the best player on the field and was super impressive. You know, both both defenses score in this game. They didn't have Amari Cooper. They lost Elijah Moore. They were basically out of receivers in the second half. Najoku goes crazy in the first half, and then they basically take him away because there's nothing else. And all that being said, I never thought this game was close. I mean, the Jets would once in a while threaten and almost make it you know, a somewhat of a game, or, oh, maybe they can get back in it, and then they'd screw it up, to be honest with you. Like... 12 penalties in this game. This is a sloppy team, and I question how well they're coached, to be honest with you, because everyone's kind of just taken the excuse since the fourth play of week one that Aaron Rodgers is out, this is a lost year, oh dear, oh well. But they just find ways to screw things up, you know, fourth and ones, or diving for the sticks and they're a little short or a penalty here or there. I mean, just all the little details all year, this team, especially on offense has screwed up.
0: Joe Flacco did have the one pick six, but we don't want to look at that. We're, we're talking yeah, about a, yeah. a Joe Flacco things today. He has thrown too many. it has been out.
1: unbelievable. And He's, he should be comeback player of the year with all respect to Hamlin. Flacco's <laughs> a good was, player.
0: Hamlin by just being active and being on the field for, you know, a, a snap you know, locks that up. So that I think that's done, but Joe Flacco should be in the conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. What he's done here, but it, it, it points to the coaching. Joe Flacco didn't do this yeah. with the New York jets when he was just there. That's all they needed was exactly what Joe Flacco's doing right now for the Cleveland Browns. So you got to point to the, the not only how much better a job uh, the, the Browns are doing coaching their team than the New York jets are, but I think we got to yeah. talk about another Stefanski coach of the year award.
1: I think he's right in it. I mean, McVay would be my vote, but I think Stefanski is definitely in the top two or three. He's done a tremendous job. So what? They've played four different quarterbacks this year. I mean, that's pretty insane. They've had their share of injuries, especially on the O-line and as well as a quarterback. And they're going to the playoffs and they're pretty clearly, I think, going to be the fifth seed. That's because, you know, Baltimore's in their division.
0: And I know ownership said that the Jets are safe. They're going to run it back again with whatever their twenty twenty three 23 plan was in 2024. Yeah. No GM change, no head coach change. And, and it's more offensive coaching, I think, than anything for the New York Jets, although they did give up 37 points and 300 passing yards in the first half uh, to the Browns here. Uh, but it's a stark difference. When you see literally yeah. the guy who was on your team. And he's doing exactly what you need. And you've run through four different quarterbacks this year and can't get anything close to the production that that quarterback is giving the Browns who are without Amari Cooper, by the way, their number one wide receiver right. and still doing it. Like the, the Browns weapons on offense aren't close to what the jets have. You talked about Brees Hall. That guy is so smooth catching the ball out of the man. back. He's got this effortless acceleration when you think, Oh man, they might get him in the backfield. And he's like, Nope, I'm going to hit this hole and, and take it first, you know, <laughs> 25 yards. Um, and he's phenomenal to watch Garrett Wilson is a star and should be lighting things up and winning your fantasy championships right now, but he's five for 50 yards because they don't have good uh, offensive coordinating and they don't have a good quarterback going on for the, for the jets. And so when you look at through that lens as well, and uh, it's just, you have to, it has to be maddening if you're a jets fan watching Joe Flacco do that to you in prime time.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, zero ability to go downfield with the football, which, Partially because they couldn't block the Browns front, namely Miles Garrett, but others as well. But I'm sitting there watching it, and I didn't study every snap, and I was doing some work while I was watching. But still, I paid a great deal of attention to Becton versus Garrett, and they like never helped them. You know, Can't we at least help the left tackle who's getting smoked play and play again with a double team here and there on third and eight and maybe throw the ball down the field to Wilson?
0: And uh, Simeon's one interception was in great part due to, and it doesn't show up in the stat book, but due to Miles Garrett. And yeah, so yeah, um, yeah and that's <laughs> that, that's a tough one too. Like, okay, can you give your give your team a chance? Help help your help your guys right. out a little. bit.
1: Yeah, bring an extra offensive lineman on the field. Put a fullback on them. To put two tight ends at Garrett's side, whatever. I mean, just don't keep doing the same things over and over. Uh, I threw one <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you about too. I mean, this is really getting ahead of ourselves, but. Back in the, uh, you know, when, when Ryan and I were doing Locked On Dynasty, which looks like is, you know, he's done, obviously. If Brees Hall is like the second highest valued running back in Dynasty right behind Bijan. I think he might be a top half of the first round redraft pick next
0: year. There I don't know how many
1: running backs I'd take over him next year. And
0: if he's not, I think he's uh, just a savvy pick if he does get to the end of the first round. Like he's exactly yeah, yeah. what you're looking for, someone who could just be a – uh, all
1: the receptions, yeah. Really with
0: Aaron Rodgers led offense that's yeah. on the a lot more next year, potentially.
1: I mean, that's, that's how good he, I
0: think he is, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's up there, he's in that conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah. uh, it was really cool after the game when uh, Joe Flacco was making his rounds and, and dapping mm-hmm. up all the, all the players and in a lot of Jets players and specifically CJ Mosley. And those guys played together with the uh, w- with the rival Ravens and and ba- something you hear most of the conversation uh, on the camera post game and it was something like C J Mo- Mosley telling Flacco, man, it's crazy that the Cleveland Browns fans are chanting Joe Flacco.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I don't have much to add to it, but he was a Jet not long ago. Those are all his buddies, you know. I mean, so pretty cool environment. Are the Browns a contender? I mean, a contender contender.
0: Well, look, they have the defense to do it. If yeah. Joe Flacco's playing like he has, then they have to be a contender. Absolutely. And they their 11 and five record. And their record since Joe Flacco showed up would show that to you. Are they better than the Ravens? Are they better than the Chiefs? They've been playing better than the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I don't think they're better than the Ravens, but the rest of the AFC minus the Bills, I think they're in the conversation with. Maybe I'll change my tune on Miami.
0: They can do some things. Now, they're, they're going to have to do it on the road a lot because they're going to be the 5-seed because – uh, they're not going to win their division, very likely. Um, so right. uh, that's that's going to be a little bit more difficult. But, yeah, they're, they're a contender. They're, they're not. And th- to be honest with you, in the AFC, the Ravens are the only one that I would say has a better chance than the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. right now. The Browns are in that next tier of teams where they could do it. You know, Bills, Dolphins, but, you know, contenders, but work to do, a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one thing about their defense, it is very, very good at all levels, but their splits at home are way better than on the road. And that's been a theme for a while now, and they probably won't be hosting games.
0: Right, yeah. So very similar conversation. We talked about the um, the Miami Dolphins in that vein. So Cowboys, Dolphins, and, and probably the Browns deserve to be in that conversation. The teams that need the highest seed the most, I think, in, in either. Conference. Mm-hmm. No, I tend to agree with you. All right, next, let's uh, take a look at the rest of the Week 17 schedule. Make some picks. There's some big games with playoff implications, including the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks and the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs next. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs with – uh, when your small business is hiring and, and for any small business out there, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview and hire. You don't have the ton of resources. Right. So you want to make sure you go to the right place, which is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And when we're talking about professionals. How about the place that has a billion professionals? It makes it the place to hire. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board. It's a vast network at LinkedIn. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They even have a new feature at LinkedIn Jobs that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, a couple of big games to get to here. And if uh, you want to see our picks on our six pack from Thursday's six pack of picks, go check that out. We talked Lions, Cowboys, 49ers, Commanders, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, Broncos, Saints, Bucks, Pats, Bills. And made our picks for those, and uh, as I believe we did both pick the Browns for the Thursday nighter. So good job there,
1: Yeah. When I saw Amari wasn't going to play, I almost threw a couple bucks on Jets plus seven and a half. I'm glad I did not.
0: But hey, uh, yeah. Joe Flacco's yeah. all they need. He's instant offense. He <laughs> ball for the Cleveland Browns when you got Joe Flacco, Super Bowl <laughs> champion out there. Um, let's. It, by the way, n- not com- completely different team, obviously, but. As far as if you're looking at team building, the Browns plus the champion Ravens from 10 years ago, that's that's how you build it. Right. That's kind of build. Yeah. Built around the quarterback. They were built around the defense and got good quarterback play and had enough playmakers on the offensive side of the ball to, you know, help a defensive led organization to a Super Bowl championship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cooper and the and Those guys are good enough to move the ball down the field, you know?
0: Anquan Bolden was on that team. He he made a couple special plays in the in the Super Bowl as well. Can uh, can the Cleveland Browns pull that off?
1: I don't think it's
0: crazy talk. Yeah, and because the Ravens are actually the team most in their way too. True, true. How about I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals here because uh, some breaking news before we started recording is that Hollywood Brown is getting shut down and he is an impending free agent. So we may have seen the last of Hollywood Brown as an Arizona Cardinal and uh, the Cardinals are going to be at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are trying to sew up the, the two seed, at least in the NFC. They've got some work to do with the Lions, and uh, in fact, the Lions and Cowboys are going to have something to say about that as well. It's the 3-12 and 12 Cardinals at the 11-4 Eagles. Eagles still have a chance at the one seed as well, depending on what the 49ers do. 12-point favorites at home are those Philadelphia Eagles against the Hollywood Brownless Arizona Cardinals.
1: I'm going to take the points here. I'm not real confident with how the Eagles are playing, especially in the back seven of their defense. Hertz seems a little bit off. I have very little faith in the Cardinals' defense. I just think they're lacking talent, and that's going to be an offseason job is just load that side of the ball with talent. But I do think the offense, even without Brown, has been pretty darn good with, with Kyler Murray back. I mean, I think he's you know a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the league, something like that. But my big thing here is yes the Eagles could erupt and win this game 40 nothing I mean that's in the cards possibly ah cards I didn't mean to do that but yeah. um <laughs> you know hey I'll pretend like I did but I also think you know the the head coach of Arizona was a coordinator in Philly like he knows these guys
0: oh that's a that's a great angle that I wasn't thinking about when I saw this game the only thing I thought about was the Cardinals need to lose it and the Eagles need to win it and yeah, so true. probably means it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the opposite because the NFL is just chaos, but um, that, that is, that is a coaching advantage for the Arizona. Cardinals. absolutely is um, real quick. And, remember the
1: beginning of the year, the Cardinals kind of started hot. Well, they played the giants commanders and Dallas teams that he knew really well.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very interesting. And here's what here's. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up the points. I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. A because they're at home. Uh, B because this just seems like the get right game for the for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they've stumbled a little bit. And I think maybe they're not quite as good as they look to start the year, and probably a little bit better than they looked the last few weeks, where they you know have shown some warts. Um, Arizona Cardinals are only one and seven on the road. The Eagles are six and one at home. So I think this is just a perfect opportunity against a team that is not as talented as you to go out and, and and win this one and potentially win this one big. But I didn't think about the the, the coaching advantage of Gannon being in Arizona uh, and potentially having that on the Philadelphia Eagles. But I'm still going to give up the points, the 12 points. I think it's a big win for the Eagles, and the Eagles will feel a lot better going into the final week of the season and potentially you know, playing still for seeding uh, in week 18.
1: I, I did take the Cardinals, but I don't love that it's a 1 o'clock game. And if this thing gets out of hand – Could the Cardinals just be thinking about their tea times and things? I mean, the second half could get ugly.
0: The the Cardinals need a top two pick in this draft, whether or not they draft a quarterback or not. It's just so much more valuable to the organization in trading back or, you know, getting their choice of non quarterbacks potentially at the top of the draft. So at 3 12 right now, the Cardinals need to sew that one up. And to be honest with you, you know, uh, I'm a 49ers guy. I'd rather see the Cardinals win this football game and, you know, get them out of the sweepstakes for potentially a top quarterback.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, don't blame me. How about. The Steelers, Matt, your Steelers are on the road at the Seattle Seahawks. The eight and seven Steelers need some help. The Seattle Seahawks can control their own seeding destiny and get themselves into the wild card playoffs if they win out. Seattle favored by three and a half points at home facing the Steelers. Who's playing quarterback for the Steelers, by the way?
1: It's going to be Rudolph, and he played quite well last week, and he's better than people think. So couple things. The avenue for the Steelers to win this game, and it's always the same with them. If they run the ball well, and when they play bad run defense, like all their wins have come against bad run defenses, basically. If, if they run the ball well, they usually are in it or win it. And Seattle's run defense is horrible. I also think the Steelers' defensive line is much better than a very reshuffled Seahawks O-line. And Seattle like, has the most penalty yards in the league. But... Steelers haven't won in Seattle since 1983. I was 10. You know, like they are awful on the West Coast, but especially Seattle. They've only won there once in their history. Bonkers.
0: Did you say Um, 93 or 83? 83.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it's a, everyone dreads that road trip. Like when the schedule came out, like the whole organization went, ah, they was hoping that would be here, you know, whatever. And I also think, Watching Steelers Bengals several times, as injured as the Steelers safeties and corners not named Porter, who will lock up on DK Metcalf and safeties and linebackers are. If Burrow and Chase play last week, that's a much different game. And I just think Gino and Smith Najigba lock it, their tight ends will light this back seven on fire. So I'm actually expecting some points. I have the Steelers losing 27-23. I'm looking at three and a half here, so I will take Seattle. But if it were four, I'd say it's a push.
0: Interesting. Um, I am going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, uh, I, I like the Seahawks. I think they're a better football mm-hmm. team. I think at home helps them a lot here. You know, it's a tough place to play in Seattle, and uh, I just trust what they have on on both sides of the ball right now, although their defense is not playing at a level that no. they should be playing at. Tariq Woolen was like a uh, – I mean, he he's was a bench here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't like how he's playing. So uh, pretty unbelievable what's happening there. So they do have to figure some things out on that side of the ball. And I don't know how you feel about Mason Rudolph, but do we expect him to play like he played last week? Or was that sort of a blip on the radar?
1: He was really good last week in all facets, but do I expect that to be the norm with him? No, I mean, I, I don't. I think the Bengals D is really bad, to be honest with you, but he might. I'm open to the idea that he's the most professional and gives the Steelers the best chance to win of any of the three on the roster right now.
0: So one of the things that the Atlanta Falcons need, Matt, is for those Seattle Seahawks to lose, to try to sneak in and get one of those wild card Spots. They're they're not gonna go win uh the South, it looks like. We'll see what happens with the Buccaneers and the Saints, but that is still possible. Only a game back of uh where the Buccaneers are right now. The Falcons are on the road at the Chicago Bears, the seven and eight Falcons at the six and nine Bears. Chicago favored by three points. The Bears not favored all that often, and other uh, they're favored against a team that has a better record coming into Chicago.
1: Two defenses that are playing way better than anyone I think would expect. So I expect a real grinded out type of game. A lot of running game might only take like two and a half hours. You know, a lot of fields, a lot of Bijan, a lot of stuff on the ground. So I want points here.
0: 37 and a half is the over under. It's the second lowest of the week. Hmm, that makes sense. So uh, the other lowest is the one where it's uh, East and stick versus. Um, who's uh, Trevor or no uh, Jarrett Stidham. That's mm. that's 36 and a half. So uh, yeah, the over sense. under is one more point. So yeah, it, it speaks to what you're talking about there with the, with the bears and the Falcons. I think these teams are too closely matched. I do think that I will take the points in that case. Yeah, me too. All right, next, we got a few more games, especially one in particular that I want to get into. That is uh that is a fun one. And that is the Bengals and the chiefs that does have some uh, pretty major playoff implications in the AFC. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by DoorDash. When I think of football, I think of food. So when the game goes to timeout, it's ordering time with DoorDash. Halftime, yeah, you got it. Uh, That's time to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, think DoorDash and get your football watch party favorites when you need them. And even if maybe you got the burgers on the grill and you just need some buns, you can find grocery, retail, all your favorite restaurants at DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers. For me, how about Super Duper Burger? It's not the most popular burger chain around, but it's my favorite if you're in the San Francisco area. I know we got Primanti's over there for you, Matt, in Pittsburgh. So DoorDash, when you think of football and get that watch party Right. And get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Don't forget. Use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change. Terms apply. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is also brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Maybe you want to throw a few bucks at Flacco for MVP of the NFL or your Super Bowl. Favorite or draft props if your team is in that zone right now of the NFL season NBA, NHL, motorsports, combat sports, you name it, you can find it snooker at FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. 150 bucks in bonus bets. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are kind of stumbling into the playoffs, but they, you know, there was nobody ripe to take them over in the AFC West, but uh they they're getting close to to stumbling uh into a really bad seed here at least into the playoffs. 9 and 6 now the Kansas City Chiefs and they're still favored though by a touchdown. 7 points over the visiting 8 and 7 Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Kansas City right now, but it is in their building. Even their defense has kind of just been average. I mean, it hasn't been great. Browning's playing reasonably well, but I do think the league is starting to get a book on him, and it looks like Jamar Chase is going to be back. That's gigantic. I'm still taking Kansas City, but reluctantly. I I do think you know Spags will throw a lot at the young quarterback and maybe get a a pick or two or some hits on them, things like that. I, I just keep coming back to the Bengals defense and I'm shocked how bad it is this year.
0: Yeah. The, the defense and it kind of turned into a pumpkin with a really good story and mm-hmm. injuries on offense and, you know, just not enough firepower really team wide for the Cincinnati Bengals as we get down to it here in uh, at the end of the, the regular season, eight and seven record now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Could this be a similar one to what we talked about with the, with the Cardinals, And the Philadelphia Eagles, where, you know, home game late in the season, Mm -hmm. this is a get right game for the Cincinnati Chiefs and and they go beat an an AFC team by a lot and then start feeling good going into week 18 and and probably just rest guys because um, they're either going to be the three or the four seed most likely in the AFC. Nobody's going to catch the Chiefs if they win this game and they'll win the West. And really, it's the the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team they have to look out for, and they've got a one game lead on them, and they've got the conference tiebreaker on the on the Jaguars for that three versus four seed. So, uh, get right game for the Chiefs here is my prediction. They rest people in Week 18 and get ready to go play some playoff football. So, give me the Chiefs. Seven is a little bit more than I expected, but the more yeah. I think about this game, the more I like it for the Kansas City Chiefs, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up those home those home points of a, uh, of a touchdown chiefs by touchdown.
1: I uh, like what you said there, maybe on Monday, we're like, Oh, I remember the Eagles and chiefs. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're like, yeah, exactly. Like, do we do, do is what we've seen recently really what they are right now, or are they something in between, you know, a super bowl team from last year and what they've shown the last few mm-hmm. weeks get
1: hot right before the playoffs and, you know, make a run.
0: And come on, Rishi Rice, help me out. I'm in the consolation bracket, but I could Ooh. still use a I could use another consolation trophy in my in my case. So he should get it. plenty of targets. He should. He should. Next, we've got I lost my uh I lost my list Uh-oh. of games here. I got too far down that rabbit hole. Uh, Raiders and Colts. Seven Chat. and eight Raiders at the eight and seven Colts. Speaking of playoff implications here, Colts at home favored by three and a half. The Raiders. I've been waiting for them to kind of go the other direction and fade out, and I thought they were, and then they go knock off the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Just a phenomenal story how Antonio Pierce's Raiders are finishing the season this year. Do they have one more in them here against the Colts and play spoiler to knock the Colts out of the playoffs? And and, you know, mathematically, the Raiders, I guess, are still in this thing, uh, but it would take um, it would take heaven and earth moving for them probably to get in the playoffs right now as they sit seven and eight. But one of the things they. That could help them get there is the seven seed currently the eight and seven colts losing
1: oh i feel like this number too big as well as the raiders defense has played of late and how hard and you know the, the the spark that the new coach has given the raiders but man i mean they won that game without aiden o'connell who frankly has turned into a pumpkin Completing passes. I mean, he doesn't complete any passes in, what, the last three quarters of the game? Like, that's not going to hold up. Um, Colts at home, can they just give it to Taylor over and over and Pittman returns, which is absolutely huge for them? I'm going to take the home team here, but I really wouldn't touch it.
0: And for the Colts, they just have to stay tied with everybody and they can sneak into that seven seed. We'll go Mm, more eating and and some of this stuff next week after the Week 17 games, but just to go through why the Colts are – currently seated ahead of and win the tiebreakers of of the Texans, the Steelers, the Bengals who all have the same record at eight and seven right now going into week 17 Colts win the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based on head to head. Yeah. A uh, division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Cincinnati. Pittsburgh wins the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on head to head win percentage. Division tiebreaker was initially used to eliminate Houston. Indianapolis wins the tiebreak over Houston based on head to head win percentage there. And, the Indianapolis Colts conference tiebreaker, they have a six and four record, which is better than everybody with an eight and seven record as well. So okay, that's, where, that's, that's where the Colts are.
1: That's not confusing at all, but I believe you
0: <laughs> I <didn't even> understand, <laughs> I just read it and I'm looking at it right now. So that's fair enough. Okie doke. Uh, here we go. How about the Los Angeles Rams at the New York giants? The Rams are in a really good spot right now too. Uh, currently would be the sixth seed in the NFC. And uh, at eight and seven, the only team that can really overtake them if they win out, or uh, nobody can overtake them if they win out, but they even have a little bit of wiggle room there because, um, you know, unless uh, the the Vikings, Falcons, or Packers or Saints that are all seven and eight, unless they win out and the Rams don't win a game, then that's the only way the Rams aren't going to have the six or the seven seed, and they kind of you know just got that. Um, that head-to-head win percentage over the Seattle Seahawks right now the Rams do and that's the difference between those two eight and seven teams Mm. at six seed and at seven seed and uh the Rams are playing really good ball the Giants are not as good as the Rams their record would show it their play on the field would show it is this uh five and a half pointer though for the Rams on the road at the New York Giants Rams by five and a half
1: yeah one o'clock start on the east coast I do think Tyrod Taylor makes them a much more respectable organization that can hang with teams, and, you know, he's an NFL quarterback. I can't pick against the Rams right now, though. I just think their firepower and the way Stafford's playing, and I mentioned McVay would be my coach of the year, and the defense has been pieced together pretty well. I think the Rams are quite good and probably should be favored by, like, eight and a half in this game.
0: I'm going home dog in this one. I haven't had enough home dog opportunities recently, and I'm going to take it with the Giants because um, no other reason than long trip East the Rams, while they're playing really good ball are are not as wholly talented as, as what that would show you. And, and, you know, right. if they get some professional quarterback play, the New York Giants um, from Tyrod Taylor, they can keep this one at least somewhat close, so I'm going to take the points with the New York Giants, mostly on a on a hunch here because I just, uh, I, just I think the Rams are just a little short. Okay, in the grand scheme, but Stafford's playing phenomenal football. Right? Oh man, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Speaking of teams that are stumbling toward the playoffs, the Jags are favored by six points over those Carolina Panthers. And uh, Jags got some work to do because there are some teams nipping on their heels, namely the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, you want to win that division right now because none of the other teams are guaranteed a a wild card spot, especially if they're losing football games.
1: Stumbling's kind for where the Jags are right now. And I assume Lawrence isn't going to play. And the reason I say that is – They grab Matt Barkley off someone's practice squad or whatever. I mean, teams usually tell you early in the week when they make a move like that that they don't expect their guy to go. They have a lot of O-line injuries. I don't like how the defense is playing. They don't run the ball at all. And I'm not saying Caroline is good, but I'll take the points here. You know, they have no reason to lose. It doesn't do them any good, unlike the Cardinals or whomever. And I think Bryce Young has looked at the best he has all season.
0: I hate that it's the Panthers, but it still feels like too many points for a CJ Beathard-led yeah, team. And I think once Lawrence is officially listed as out, then that line will change a little bit. So for that reason, I'm going to take the points and take the Panthers, because the rest of the the Jaguars haven't looked great recently either. But Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's got the shoulder sprain. He had... He's already. He can't. He still should be probably out because of a high ankle sprain that he suffered, you know, three weeks ago, and that's a four to six week injury. And then he had a concussion on top of that. And they're trying it's to get him out. Yeah. And if you ask him, he's going to say, "I'm good. I could go play." So don't even ask him. Like, sit him
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Having Trevor Lawrence getting the crap beat out of him is the answer to the problem here. Yeah, it
0: might not help them out, so I just don't like it. And so I'm going to take the points, and maybe it's a sucker bet. I don't know, but I'm going to take the points there. I'm going to say. We've got the Titans and the Texans. Texans need this one. C.J. Stroud Mm -hmm. looking good to play and be back for the the Houston Texans, which is huge for them going down the stretch. They're favored by four and a half against the division rival, five and ten, Tennessee Titans.
1: So I think we'll get Stroud. I'm not sure if it'll be Levis or Tannehill. I'm not sure that changes my pick drastically. I think Tennessee's offense has been rather decent lately. Vrabel's teams aren't going to hang you know, hang it up and go home early. I'm still picking against them. I think Stroud makes that big of a difference.
0: I think so, too. I, I love what the Texans are playing for. I love where they're yeah. at here. They're at home. Ah, uh, four and a half points is a, is is a decent chunk, but I'm going to give up those points and take the Houston Texans here to finish strong and and put some pressure on those Jacksonville Jaguars. And if we're you know if we're going by how we're we're betting these, uh, I'm I'm picking the Texans to win that division.
1: Now I was about to say the same thing, although I think the Colts could win, but I think Houston is my pick in the South. The Jacksonville's just a bad place right now.
0: That's going to be really fun the last couple of weeks here with those yep. three teams. Uh, last one here, Monday Nighter. It is the Green Bay Packers at seven and eight. They are at the seven and eight. Minnesota Vikings they would both need some help but clearly one of these teams is going to be out and one of these teams is going to be crossing their fingers going into week 18 if they win this Monday night or Minnesota favored at home by one
1: so it just came out that Jaron Hall will start I mean they're just another team with four quarterbacks this year they're playing and the most recent two just turned the ball over at a remarkable rate Hawkinson's out. Yeah, I fear Jefferson, and I think the Packers' defense is the most underachieving unit in the entire league. But Green Bay needs this game. I think they're the better team. I definitely trust Love and their offense more, certainly the quarterback. I'm going to take the Packers, but I'm not feeling great about that one either
0: yeah and give Kevin O'Connell the coach of the year if uh, Jaron Hall leads uh, the Vikings into the playoffs here in the last couple yeah. of games yeah I gotta go I gotta go Green Bay Packers I have nothing no I have no reason to expect uh any better quarterback play from the rookie especially yeah, since yeah. they waited this long they needed four interceptions from Nick Mullins to even go to him uh that's not really a ringing endorsement for uh for the rookie and what he might do for the Minnesota Vikings, but they're just hoping and uh that that's not enough for me yeah give me the Packers in a point. I agree. I agree. That is week 17. Matt and I will be back to break it all down Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.